Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. The starting lineup with Tyler Ivins and Will West on 99.1, the sports animal. 61-60, South Carolina, Tennessee with the ball. This Kobe in front court, 15 seconds to go. This Kobe looks, gets the ball down low, focuses and spins, whistle, charging foul. Bryant. Draws the charge on Fulkerson. Well, that's unfortunate. I don't know if you can hear it there. You were fading out. It was a perfect fade out by you, producer Eric Kane. Thank you. Did you hear Burt Bertelkamp, though, in the fade? That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I don't know if you can make that. And then you kind of heard it just yeah. fade off there a little it, bit. So it's, it's I, again, the, the charge is going to catch and stick in everybody's crawl. Sure. Rick Barnes said it after the game, though. That was a clear charge. And and in, in this day and age, with what they call a charge, that is a clear charge. I don't like that that's a charge. I'd rather you get rid of the restricted area and let somebody get some if they want to get some. And if a guy decides to stand still underneath the rim, well, then a guy needs to learn to pull up and hit a little bunny or a layup instead of dunking. But uh, that's what a charge is in 2020 basketball. It is. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. Tyler Ivins, Will West, Eric Kane. Uh, boys, listen. Will last week said, look, you can't be taking that many three-point shots. So Tennessee drastically drops the three-point shooting, only taking 14 for the entirety of the game. But guess what, Will? The shot still isn't falling. You heard there the Vols 63-61 losers on the road at Columbia. Both teams, too, and it was terrible. Vols 630 Tuesday night at home against Vanderbilt. Uh, Joe James returned to the lineup. Good for him. He only had nine points. But obviously the groin, at least it's in the past. I assume that the groin injuries in the past, if you play 30 minutes, perhaps it's not a lingering issue after missing four games, Eric Kane. Yeah, uh, Josiah Jordan James came back to the lineup, played not, uh, played 30 minutes, nine points, five assists, and uh, three rebounds. So a guy that does just a little bit of everything, that's what Tennessee's been missing the last four games. Uh, with Josiah Jordan-James. He came off the bench. I would expect him to be back in that starting lineup at some point or another. It was another career game for John Fulkerson, 25 points, 9 rebounds. However, 6 turnovers for Fulkerson. That's something that both he and Rick Barnes talked on post-game. This is Barnes on those turnovers in that late charge call. At the end of the game, the last play, other than the free throw, we executed that, but we didn't execute the other play because we knew they were going to foul. We had a play set up, and we didn't execute it, and we just did it in practice yesterday. That's where I'm most frustrated because we got what we wanted yesterday, and we just didn't make the first pass that we were supposed to make. And I just, uh, It's a tough loss. we got a good basketball team now. We're playing hard, but you know what? At the end of the game, when it's winning time, we didn't get it done, and it's, and it's plain and simple. you got to give them credit for it. Yeah, 20 turnovers overall for Tennessee, six from Ponds, four from Vescovi. But again, uh, the Volunteers, a, a tough way to lose on the road and falling to uh, even Stevens in the SEC at 6-6, six and 14-11 six, and 11 overall. And again, another game against Arkansas, two against uh, uh, Auburn, a game against Kentucky. And so you, th- that makes this one against Vanderbilt in the midweek uh, you know, loom ever so large. You've got to get that win. You just brought it up. We talked last week. This is a darn tough time for Tennessee to be facing off against Carolina and Vanderbilt, who look to be turning things around. Even though Vanderbilt can't find W's, they're punching teams in the mouth and at least giving a fight for 38, 40 minutes of basketball. 
Carolina, they were one of the hottest teams in the SEC since losing to the Vols in Knoxville. Now 8-2 and two since that loss in Knoxville. Well, if you don't get a Vanderbilt victory, and I already think Tennessee's up the river without a paddle yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, you're going to have a final stretch of five games where you're going to be going against Arkansas, Florida, Kentucky, and twice against Auburn. Yeah, no, it's and look, you you played South Carolina well. You had the game plan there um, early on. The game was just so unbelievably ugly. Yeah, I think it was like eleven points was leading the game with eleven with twelve minutes left. Are you kidding me? In the first half. That is terrible. The game, the beginning of the game was so ugly, and you turned the ball over too many times. And Jordan Bowden on the road, even though he's not shooting as many threes, still with a really terrible nine, one of seven from the field. And I, I don't know what it is. It's like he's, it's like a guy with the yips right now. Yeah. That's what it seems like Jordan Bowden is, and you hate that for him because he's been a great player throughout his career. But when you get that from Fulkerson and Ponds, if I get twenty eight from my front court, I better win a game. If I'm Tennessee basketball, and you didn't get twenty, and you got twenty eight from your front court, and you did not win the game. Neither team shot free throws well. Tennessee, 60%. South Carolina, 59%. Uh, here's one thing. Both teams tell a double-digit offensive rebound. Tennessee with 10, South Carolina with 11. Carolina turned those 11 offensive rebounds into 12 second-chance points. Tennessee, only three second-chance points off 10 offensive rebounds. So it's the little things like that. But when it comes down to it, playing on the road against a team that won seven of the last eight or nine or whatever it was, and you shoot that poorly from the free throw line, and you don't take advantage of second chance opportunities. That's the difference in winning the loss. You know, it is. It is. I. I also. My gosh, sixty free throws. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. That I was mean, good. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, I didn't we, think it's, I felt trying to get a bar to switch the game on, and that's the game oh, they put up there for me. Yeah, I, I just had to throw you out. I'm yeah. going to be very honest. <laughs> that's fine. I'm going to turn yeah. around, dust myself off, and ask if I can at least get my food to go. And then you would have thrown the chili fries around. <laughs> it's been like, okay. Listen, you made us watch this game. Yeah. That should be a felony. John, Ful- You know, it's funny because they actually highlighted it during the broadcast. John Fulkerson, it, you know, he, he goes from averaging just under two points a game two seasons ago to now almost 13 a game. I mean, look, healthy John Fulkerson, the development of John Fulkerson, stop making fun of my haircut, John Fulkerson. The guy has turned into a, a, a good ball player. Yeah, he has. And a lot of Tennessee fans are rallying around him. Remember when everybody was like, ugh, you got to start Fulky this year? Can you imagine where Tennessee would be if it wasn't for Fulky's 13 a game? Yeah. Ugh, where could Tennessee? And you asked a question back in October, who will have the biggest growth, Ponds or Fulkerson? I was adamant it was going to be Ponds. Adamant that he had gone in there and learned it, dropped his shot just like Schofield did two seasons ago. And it's clearly been John Fulkerson, at least on a consistent basis. You like the athleticism. You like some of the bright spots you can get out of Ponds. But if you're looking for consistency, and that's what I want. I want a guy out there. Look, there's a reason why I have routines. When I'm hungry, I'm going to go to the places that I know that are going to be solid. John Fulkerson, guess what? You need points, you're hungry, give it to Fulky. Eve Pons extended his uh, block streak to 25 games now. Again, to, uh, he has at least one block in every game this season. So both those players so much improved. You're right, John Fulkerson's been uh, really, really well for Tennessee so far. Rick Barnes will meet with the media today in a press conference setting at noon. That'll be carried live right here on the Sports Animal to kick off Sports 180. Again, noon today to hear Rick Barnes. Today's UT basketball practice report is brought to you by Pools by Heritage. Get your pool started now from design to construction to maintenance one call does it all. Call Pools by Heritage at 947-7527 or visit online at PoolsByHeritage.com. You know, you have Uras Plazovic who makes his debut. It's been about a month now, hasn't it? He made his debut in that Georgia game about a month ago. Uh, I think we need to get into Uras sometime before tomorrow's game against Vanderbilt because he had that nice game against Mississippi State a couple weekends back. They lost. But since then, I mean... I mean, how many minutes has he been giving you? 
I mean, he's been giving you, what, 12, 13 a game? Uh, he's been averaging the last three about two and a half. A lot of frustration yeah. when he's being pulled off the floor because he's just not moving. His footwork just hasn't been where it needs to be. And Barnes has talked about it. We can talk about it later, but Barnes is, Barnes is giving you exactly right. why he's not playing. All right. I just remember how everybody in Knoxville was just, Aubrey Solomon, Aubrey Solomon. And then it was just like, oh, free Eros, free Eros. And it's just like, Ugh. Well, you're wearing your T-shirt right now, Tyler, so. Just, hey, you're free Uros. I'm just letting you know that I do own a free Uros t-shirt. I wear it every time I go to the you're gym. Kidding. Also with that, like, not to, where, I mean, I know we're late, but, and this is like not the hour to be late, but there there wasn't really an argument for him to get cleared. Like, there, there was, except I just want him cleared. There so was the idea no argument like, to get Aubrey Solomon or Uros cleared. It's just seeing everyone else around the country that it, was being it. cleared yeah. and say, hey, that guy's clear. Why yeah, not why my not guy? Our guy? So yeah, that's, that's, the that's literally yeah. all this. 656 9900 You're listening to the starting lineup on 99.1, the sports animal. This is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. All right, Lady Bulls came up short at home Sunday afternoon, falling to number 16, Texas A&M, 73-71. Ray Burrell and Renaya Davis registered 19 and 18 points respectively, but it was Chennedy Carter's 37 points that stole the show for the Aggies. Tennessee baseball finished off a season opening sweep of Western Illinois, 23-4, the Game 3 final Sunday afternoon. Jackson Leith impressed in his volunteer debut, striking out 12 to earn the win. On the mound. Next FL scores from Sunday. The Renegades top the Wildcats 25-18. Landry Jones 305 passing in the win. Elsewhere, the Roughnecks defeated the Battlehawks 28-24. PJ Walker three touchdowns as well. The 62nd running of the Daytona 500 was postponed 20 laps in until Monday at 4 Eastern. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., the pole sitter, leads after 20 laps. And NBA All-Star, Team LeBron over Team Giannis, 157-155. The final score, Kawhi Leonard, the inaugural Kobe Bryant All-Star Game MVP award after scoring 30 points. Special edition Jumbo Bucks instant game from the Tennessee Lottery are hot off the press. Play today for your chance to win up to $300,000. In about 15 seconds, we'll check in with Pete Michaels of uh, Pete Michaels Traffic. Get a check of the interstates and the roads. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. President's Day edition of the starting lineup. Good morning to you, 99.1, the Sports Animal. Tyler Evans, Will West. Eric Kane, if you promise me that you will not Google or look it up, I'll put breakfast on the line for you. I'll get you one of the most delicious breakfast sandwiches in the world, all right? Think about it while we get back to the Houston Astros. Kander, there have been 45 presidents of the United States. Can you give me the four whose first letter of their first name has the same letter as the last name? Alliteration. I need more of this alliteration of presidents of the United States. Come on. Just think, just, right now? No, no, just, just okay, without, well, don't well, Google it. I'll just, ponder. I'll ponder. It's a little presidential, little presidential quiz for you before you... Uh, I'll ponder. Yeah, you know, please do so. We can either do that or we can talk about the fact that Rob Manfred's just being a complete doofus when it comes to this Houston Astros situation. What, what? Okay, so let me ask you this. Based on everything that's happened here, what is Manfred supposed to do now? You've levied a punishment already. Now you've gotta, given players immunity. You do you go back no. on uh, back on what you did? You got Dusty Baker saying publicly, "Don't hit our players." That's the one thing for well, me you can change is when Dusty says that about. Oh, I hope baseball punishes for them for not for hitting our players. Just saying. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, like that's well, the only he's thing he could have done. Himself in the corner. How in goodness gracious of all things beautiful can he determine what was intent or not? Now you're trying to take away strategy of the game about pitching on the inside. 
Like how? Like this is going to get worse and before it gets better. I know if somebody. I mean, for the most part, you know if somebody's hit throwing at somebody, right? What happens if one gets away from you? Like, let's say it legitimately gets away from you. You're 90 pitches in on a hot day in June in Houston. They've got the roof open, and you've got a pitch inside because somebody's cramming the plate, and one gets away from you and almost hits Altuve, and you're like, dude, look at the count. It's two yeah. one. I'm not trying to hit him. And I and I hope the players' association would fight for somebody who that is the case. This is still going to get messy though. I but let's be very honest. You guys are hardcore baseball guys, so um, I I would like your answer with this. How in the world is baseball going to let what happened with Ronald Acuna Jr. happen? Where Ronald Acuna Jr. is just killing a team, and so they go out and just throw at him, and you don't do anything with that. And you're, but you're going to say, I'm going to punish players who are going to throw at the Astros. Yeah, how are you going to say when a pitcher throws at a player who is stares at the ball too long, flips the bat possibly, takes, you know, half second, three quarters exactly. of a second too long to round exactly. the bases? Intent is intent is intent. If you hit someone intentionally, there should be a uniform suspension for it. Or there should not be a uniform suspension for it. But deciding now is when you're going to draw the line with the Houston Astros. Here's what it feels like. Baseball was complicit with this. It feels like baseball knew the cheating was happening. Baseball didn't care the cheating was happening. It feels like baseball, it makes the entire punishment process feel illegitimate. Because I think to the casual fan out there, you're, they look at it and say, if you're going to say everybody else, you can police everything else by hitting, by throwing at somebody, why in the world can't you throw at somebody now when someone legitimately cheated the game. Why now is when you decided to draw the line in the sand and say you can't do this? Because it's going to make people say that baseball was complicit and think that baseball was complicit. And that they're at least defending the Astros for their cheating. The way I look at it, it's simple. Okay? I love the sport of baseball. And I'll go to my grave as a baseball fan. But it's nowhere near the way that it used to be when the only thing you had to worry about was whether or not somebody stayed out a night too long, an hour too long, and whether or not he was hung over in the dugout the night before, or whether or not he was hiding in the clubhouse tunnel trying to smoke a cigarette before he came out for a sixth inning at bat, okay? Now it's made about major markets spending money, continuing to make money for the next person, and handing the baton off. There are going to continue to be rules that are unwritten between the players and the and the management and the way that the ownership and the way the commissioner looks at things. And will in a day and time where somebody needed to come up and go, all right, enough. Like a dad who kicks open the door because two brothers are fighting. You sit on your bed quietly, timeout. You sit on your bed quietly, timeout. Rob Manfred had an opportunity to come in, kick the door in, straighten things up, and make sure that things continue to walk down the straight, narrow path. And guess what? He was just continuing to let this thing get worse. And he's going to say, you know what, please, you will be punished if you go out there and take the law into your own hands and try to punish the Astros because you know how to reach back and throw a baseball 100 miles an hour. Well, you had an opportunity to keep that from happening, and the punishment didn't fit the crime. And maybe his hands are tied because, as I said back in hour number one, I believe more teams are doing this than it's been revealed. So, so, So what do you do now? If you're Rob Manford, let's be real, the, the, the general public's gotten a hold of this. It's leading the Today Show today. It's, you know what I mean? It's going to do all of those you, things you that happen. You, really? You don't take the L like the Astros just did. How bad was that press conference last week? Well, the, the key, the, the Astros How don't bad care. Was it? The Astros don't care, and they would do it again. How that's bad what was we, it, That's what, we, what we've learned. Rob Manford said last night to Carl Ravage, that wasn't good. Yeah. It could have been better. Yes. Then guess what? Coming out and even acknowledging the bad press conference by the Houston Astros and saying that we're going to punish players who are going to take the law in their own hands and go after Astros players that's going to also come back to haunt you as well. Because now you have to determine what is intent and what's not intent. And you're taking now strategy around away from a game that you're now trying to clean up. That is the darndest thing that can happen right now in baseball.
You have pitchers who their craft is to get you off the plate and have you swing at bad pitches. If you're excuse me, if you're a pitcher who works on the inside because you know your breaking stuff can roll off a table on the outside corner, how do you even have that pitch anymore if you can't get somebody off the plate? Well, that is what 90% of players do these days is take away the inside, have a bat that's three inches longer than they normally swing with, and stay alive and, and stay alive in breaking ball counts and sit back on a fastball. Now you have to determine, if really, the Astros should be punished for having the advantage for so many years of ste- sign stealing. Now you're essentially taking the inside plate away. You're giving the advantage back to the Houston Astros again. Because I know if I get this ball away one time, not only do I get run, but my manager gets run. And Will, if you're in game one of a four-game set against the Houston Astros and that starting pitcher gets run in the second inning when he's just trying to pitch on the inside, you got to pull somebody from the bullpen, even though they've expanded to 26 players this year, and now your rotation and your bullpen is screwed for the rest of the series, and Houston just took three of four from you. Need I remind you, the Astros are still a talented ball club. I, I, I just, if you're going to say you can't throw at the Astros, you better say you can't throw at anybody. That, that's, that's the only way that this works. Will, and it also, look, and people are still going to be mad that it happened, but you can't say, I'm going to let you police how fast you run around the bases after a home run by throwing at somebody, but I'm not going to let you please. Umpire's discretion. Stealing a World Series. Umpire's discretion. They have been. They implemented, well, I, I can't trust the umpires in exactly. Major League Baseball to do they things. They implemented a rule three seasons ago I'd, I'd about what's blocking fire, the plate yeah. and what's not blocking I'd, the plate. I'd literally fire every umpire in baseball and start over if I were them. The rules clearly state what blocking the plate is. The new rule of blocking the plate so people don't get hurt. Concussions, broken ankles, broken wrists. We clearly know what the rules are now. Umpire's discretion three years later, they still don't know what the hell they're doing. Well, it's also ego. It's about their ego and stuff like that. So, so you're going to put can't. that in their hands yeah, now no, in 2020? Determining whether or not a series is won or lost or somebody gets suspended because Rob Manfred didn't lay the hammer? This is a vicious cycle that'll never end. So, Grow that's, a set and punish somebody. Well, that's what I'm saying. The only thing you can do is to make a uniform rule. Uh, if you intentionally throw at somebody and it's deemed that you intentionally throw at somebody, you're suspended for five games, right? And if you're a pitcher, it becomes 15. And that that's what you do. Uh, but you can't say, I'm going to punish you for this for intentionally throwing at him, but I'm not going to punish for this, especially when one is cheating the game still in the World Series. The other is you stared at the ball right. too long while it was going out. So if, if it's wrong to throw at somebody, it's wrong to throw at somebody. Heck of a way to start five burning questions. It's coming up on the other side. 99.1 FM, you're listening to the Sports Animal. I thought the apologies were whatever. Uh, I thought Jim Cranes was weak. Um, I thought Manfred's punishment was weak, giving him immunity. Um, I mean, these guys were cheating for three years. That's your 2019 National League MVP. Cody Bellinger of the L.A. Dodgers, Jim Crane. I did not say that this impacted the game. Just seconds after he said that he believed it impacted the game. Yeah, that's how crazy it's getting right now in the world of Major League Baseball. And based on my quick math here, Will, we have more than five weeks to go until it's opening day, Damn. March 26th. Just get here already. Just get more storylines to build, and then we can leave this well, in the dust. This, this, look, the outrage machine is working, which means by Wednesday afternoon, no one's going to talk about this anymore. Tyler Evans. Baseball needs another story to break. Uh, well, until something else happens with this story, you know, and, yeah. and then we all go well, into no, living about it's, that. It's what Buster only said Friday. Every time they walk, they're, they're going to be 81 perp walks for them. Every time they walk into an opposing team stadium, it's going to be a perp walk. And that's what the Astros deserve. That's Will West. Hey, quickly, on Friday, who won five burning questions? 
Because I'm going to assume you stood in for me, didn't you, Eric Kane? I did. Yeah, I lost. You're telling me he swept all five last week? Congrats, dude. We didn't acknowledge that. Good for you. What a joke. Okay, time to right the wrongs now. Five burning questions on your radio. Head to head, toe to toe, mono a mono. It's time for five burning questions. Brought to you by Life Safety Inspections. Saving lives one extinguisher at a time. It's not just a motto, it's how we do business. You couldn't judge at all last week, and then you got put in the hot seat, and you couldn't even pull off your own W. Not off to a good start, Tyler. What was the most compelling sporting event this weekend? All right, for me, Joy College Basketball, you missed yourself a humdinger between Alabama and LSU. Listen, a humdinger. Alabama is trying to get back into the fold of the SEC tournament, or NCAA tournament through the SEC. LSU, man... I'm going to tell you right now, they don't know how to actually hit free throws down the stretch and be able to seal things. That's why I don't think they're going to fare well in postseason tournament. It was All-Star Saturday night, and I and I ripped it on Friday. I know I ripped it on Friday. It was great. It was great. All of the skills competition, great. Three-point contest, walk-off at the end. Guy throws up a ball, and it happens to go through for him to be able to get the, the win with like 27 in the three-point contest, which is just stupid. And then the dunk contest was great. I it's When, a, when an event that's usually bad is awesome, I think you have to tip your cap. Some would say it wasn't great because did you believe Aaron Gordon deserved to win the dunk contest after jumping over Taco Fall? Yeah, it's seven foot six. If you do that and you only end up with like a, getting nine out of ten from the judges there so they can hand it to somebody else, and shout out to Kenny Smith for saying it. In Chicago, it was a travesty the last time that Michael Jordan won over Dominique Wilkins, and it was the same thing here. Because that is a tough city to walk out of when you say Michael Jordan robbed somebody. Aaron Gordon wanted to jump over Shaq 7-1, and Shaq's like, nah, I don't want to do it, man. You're not doing that to me. And Aaron Gordon goes, okay, Taco, let's add five inches to this and do it even better. Look, he should have won it. He got robbed. It happens. And you know who else got robbed? The city of Chicago. You bring back so many greats from that city and who made that franchise iconic and who's not there? Jordan, come on, MJ. You're not bigger than the sport right now. Today is President's Day. Who is your all-time favorite president? I'll give it to you again. Number seven. There's a reason why Andrew Jackson's coming in on a horse, state of Tennessee. And there's a reason why you got the old number seven, delicious whiskey and Jack Daniels. You got the old number seven president. Tyler, did they actually go hand in hand? No, they don't. But there's a reason why, coincidentally, some of the best things that come out of the state of Tennessee all time are number seven, it, Andrew no, Jackson. It's Teddy Roosevelt. And there's a reason he's on Mount Rushmore. Do you? I mean, we had child labor inside of factories and mines. Six-year-olds mining for coal 100 years ago. And then here comes Teddy Roosevelt, and this is, I don't think so, pal. Teddy Roosevelt set up the NCAA, which is now a farce, but at the time was greatly needed because people were dying on football fields. Teddy Roosevelt did tons of great things. Right now, who looks the worst in the Astros cheating scandal? Uh, I will say the person who looks the worst right now is Rob Manford, honestly, (laughs) of everyone there. And that's tough to say. But because Rob Manford failed to police this right the first time, now he's having to answer for the lack of contrition from the Houston Astros. And he keeps doubling down on stupid answers. I think Rob Manford, because the buck stops with him, looks the worst. Correct answer is Rob Manford. I will tell you who else looks ridiculous as well is Carlos Correa. We know what the facts are, and you come out there and start screaming at a camera saying, know the facts, buddy, bleep, bleep, bleep. We do know the facts. And what we know is that you just made up a stupid tattoo story trying to cover for your teammate when all somebody who knows has what to do with a smartphone is go do their own sleuthing. They just continue to shoot themselves in the foot, and it gets worse and worse. Somebody needs to walk in that locker room and say, shut up, play baseball, don't answer another darn question about this situation. Today is Michael Jordan's 57th birthday. Is Jordan the most famous athlete of all time? 
He's close. He's close. It's not Jordan. Who is it? It's me. It's Muhammad Ali. And here's the reason why. If you go back and you do all the digging on all the things that Muhammad Ali was able to do, not only for the sport, but for the world at the time, it's Ali. And then you have the tra- the way that you know he has speech taken away from him and the way he died. It just, to me, it's still Ali. I know that might be a little stretch it, there. It's but- Jordan. It's Jordan. It's, it, it's the Jordan shoes. There are six-year-olds right now that still want that guy's shoes. And again, he's 57 years old today. That has never happened with another athlete before. It will never happen for another athlete again. She can't buy a win, Tyler. Andrew Jackson had two bullets in him. Andrew Jackson well, signed the Indian Removal Act. Dude. Well, yeah, <laughs> here we go. I was going to say, if you know your, which I'm not saying you don't, but if you know your history, there are a lot of good things Andrew Jackson did. There is one very controversial thing, is what Will just pointed out. So I'm not going to go that way on that one. Teddy Roosevelt, what he did not only for America, but for as you know, putting out for sports at the collegiate level. Uh, Michael Jordan, you know, far non is without a doubt is the most famous athlete of all time. And I wasn't watching LSU Alabama. I was going to minor in history. I'll have you know. <laughs> Listen, I I, Probably I, should have I like Andrew Jackson was one of my favorite presidents to learn about. But uh, there is a lot of people. There that was don't some like controversy. Him. We'll just say <laughs> there, was. there was some controversy. Yeah, just kind of like this Monday five burning questions being brought to you by Chip really and our friends know. over at Life Safety Inspections. LSITN.com for Life Safety Inspections. Anything to do with fire suppression systems, they are the ones to call. Folks, licensed inspectors, sell service installation, they do it all. LSITN.com again for Life Safety Inspections. I have to even tell you about the time whenever during the election of 1828 when he lost his wife. Heartbreaking times for that man. Yet he continued to persevere. <sighs> Read a book, Kaner. 99.1, you're listening you got to the, the Sports w- Animal. Wikipedia page pulled up right there. Now I'm reading about the Astros. <laughs> this is a Tennessee Education Lottery Sports Minute. Lady Vols came up just short at home, falling to number 16, Texas A&M, 73-71. Ray Burrell and Renata Davis tallied eight, 19 and 18 points, respectively. But it was Kennedy Carter's 37 points that stole the show. For the Aggies, Tennessee baseball finished off a season-opening sweep with Western Illinois, 23-4. to The game three final Sunday afternoon. Adam Scott shot a one-under-70 par in round four to pull away from Scott Brown and claimed the Genesis Invitational at 11-under overall on the weekend. On the ice, the Predators outlasted the Blues 2-1. to College Hoops finals from Sunday, San Diego State defeated Boise State 72-55, number 15 Villanova down Temple 76-56, and the NBA All-Star Game. Team LeBron over Team Giannis 157-155. Kawhi Leonard won the inaugural Kobe Bryant All-Star Game MVP award after dropping 30 points. Love you know to go. There's more to love when you add Bullseye for your chance to win up to $300,000. Stop by any Tennessee Lottery retailer and play your way today. 740, get a check of the road speed Michael's traffic. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Taking a peek at the Twitter this morning. That's at TSL 991. All right. Can we napalm the show real fast? I know it's like the money segment, so don't napalm the show here, but let's napalm the show. People are a big fan of the history lessons we're handing out Uh, today, apparently. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Just released a... The Crown Prince of Abu Dhabi just released a video. Wealthy man. Of the first real legitimate jetpack. No, I'm sorry. It's the Crown Prince of Dubai. I guess the per- first person who reported it had the wrong thing. It's the Crown Prince of Dubai. Okay. Uh, Hamdan Mohammed posted a video. Okay. 100% autonomous human flight where a guy goes off of a pier um, at the ocean and then flies over the top of skyscrapers, just takes off. 
Would you fly a jetpack right now? If I knew, how, like, like somebody just strapped me yeah. in right now and no, I no, have no, 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 no knowledge? Well, I mean, you start learning, I guess, and it'd be like anything else, like learning to drive it, but would you be on board with a jetpack or would you want to say, hey, let me get, uh, let, let them get a few trial runs under their belt because I don't need to be the one guy who goes out on. Oh, no, no chance. You're not doing it? No chance. I don't care if this thing is patent pending and is cleared by the government. <laughs> I'm, you're not strapping me up to that yeah, thing. Can we, I fly over uh, bounce houses? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so. Here's the thing. I don't I, know, Michael. I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> you guys are a little bit younger. Before these club, uh, back in the day, I honestly thought that by the time we got to this point, we had flying cars and such, and autonomous flight and jetpacks and all that stuff, because we went from riding horse and buggy to cars and airplanes and being on the moon. All within about 50 years. And we went from literally horse, horses are the number one means of travel to we've got, we're on the moon. Like, that's how quickly it came. And instead, it went the other way. Instead of us having technology that benefited society, we have uh, smartphones so and, and social media. That's what we're using our powers for evil instead of good. Uh, but, I don't. But it's, so the idea of having like a, for, for a lot of listeners out there, probably 35 plus. Having the, the idea of a jetpack is something you have always wanted to have when you were a kid, and now it looks like we have the first real one that's ever really existed. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to be flying first class in my jet plane, and then all of a sudden I turn and look out the window, and I've got Will West holding on like the Rocketeer <laughs> waving at me. Yeah, exactly. It's the Rocketeer. It's, yeah. it's just you got some bro just over to the side. Well, can, yeah, I mean, you can't elevate that high, though. Can, I mean, let's be realistic. Can we, no, you're right. Can we be trusted with a jetpack? No. Absolutely not. No. It's, 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 it's next year. Tennessee's taking on Alabama at home. And all of a sudden, the Vols have a chance to win the game. And somebody just lands a rocket pack from Abu yeah. Dhabi. It's in the middle of the power tee on the 50-yard line. And there's like fan man coming into the World Series game. And then everybody's just hey, hysterical. Okay, what's the first? who's the first college football fan base that pees on the other one's field during a game from a jetpack? Because that's going to happen. <laughs> and, mean, and the answer is West Virginia. <laughs> what makes you think somebody from West Virginia would actually be able to get their hands on a jetpack? Well, I mean, they're consuming a large amounts of alcohol during games, yes. so they need to, they need to release it somewhere. Yes, during the game in the second quarter, they go from burning couches to jumping on jetpacks. <laughs> That's right. I you burn on the couch with your jetpack. I, I think you're giving the people of Morgantown way too much credit. Listen, okay. I live close enough to the station to where I would jet back over every single morning. It oh, would be yeah. cold. It would be oh, cold. Yeah, it'd be cold. Cold, cold and flu season. I just got over that. I'm so. less than five miles from the station. You <laughs> kidding me? Just a hop, skip, and a jump. That's yes. not bad. Just jump off the ridge over here to the uh, Stately Studios of Cumulus Broadcasting. Now, I do have to go over uh, the you know the, the river, so you better hope that thing works. And, and was- also, who's the first network that pays for jetpack racing? That feels like FS1. I was going to say FS1 for sure. It feels sure. like FS1. Well, now that Spike TV's gone, uh, apparently uh, that's exactly what they would do. Yeah. Plus, here's the one thing I have to question about all this. You talk about trying to get around, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be completely 100% on this. If I told you right now that you had a means to get around, you either could afford a... You can afford a Tesla or you can afford a jetpack. But you take the jetpack, dude, every time. Oh, I don't no, know. you're taking the jetpack. I don't know. See, I won't get one of the self-driving cars. Oh. I mean, we've got pretty good stuff when it comes to self-driving pocket. cars right now that I don't, I don't want to, I don't trust those. I love that commercial too. Man. Just pocket. Just pocket. Yeah. I, great commercial. Pocket it was, and unpocket. It was, it was really well done. And it's those three, which helps it a lot that in fact, it was those two actors and that actress. I seriously thought that we would have like hoverboards, like from back to the future. Oh, yeah. like, when I was little, that's the one thing that I could realistically seeing at some point in my lifetime. But I never thought that we'd be flying cars or so anything. They, they did actually about 10, 12 years ago have a hoverboard that worked on by, v- via magnets 
that worked on a like a half pipe that was powered by yeah. magnets, and you could actually do a hoverboard on that. That's pretty cool. And it was pretty awesome looking, but that has not picked up anywhere. Because, yeah. again, we're just in there scrolling the gram all day instead of doing things with our life. So there's that. There's there's also a matter of, like, there's some technologies I don't know if I trust the us to have as a society because of certain college football fan bases and basketball fan bases for the Kentucky fans out there. I mean, I bet there's a lot of cool technology out there that, the, that you know, whoever just hasn't released it oh. yet because they, just, they have a Twitter account. And they see the wonderful people that we have in this yeah, society. Yeah. No, <laughs> Area 51 is not aliens. It's just all this technology that we've actually developed that the government looks at and says, Nah, we're not we ready. We can't let Alabama fans have that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you right now. How are Florida, it'd, be, it'd be a quicker way for Florida fans to distribute their meth. <laughs> oh, man. That's the way I look at it. Yes, and yeah, but they didn't. They didn't end up throwing Ziploc bags of urine down into stadiums <laughs> from jetpacks. We don't need that. It'd be just bombs away. People are trying to avoid droppings by birds and stuff. You got Ziploc bags of urine <laughs> land on your head. <laughs> what a world we live in now. <laughs> Hello, twenty twenty one. I'm very excited for it. Six five six ninety nine hundred. All right, one eight six 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 five six ninety nine hundred. Are is are we going to see? Because now there's public outcry. Now it's like it's hit the mainstream. Are we going to see the Astros World Series vacated? Nope. Rob, will there be any, nope. any more punishment, or will, will Rob Manford stand pat? Because I'll just be real. He's going to lose his job. But I don't know that he has another out here. And if, I'm gonna, and if I was time, Rob Manford, I'd want to lose my job. The first time he suspends somebody for what he suspects to be deliberately drilling an Astros player, the Players Association better lose their darn mind. Yeah, And they better stand up shoulder to shoulder with this player. So I'm letting you know right now, there are players in this game today, some high tootin' Texas. You know who I'm talking about, players like Mad Bum, who think that they are judged or an executioner when they're on the mound, and they might not be able to throw 97 any, anymore, but guess what they can do? They can turn to the guy who they share a locker with, who's right next to him in the clubhouse, and they go, hey, AAA, 4A guy, you want to make an extra little coin? You want to make sure everything's good in your career? You want to stay up here a couple, two extra weeks, and you can get your own suite? I'm going to need you to make sure this piece lands right in Bregman's uniform number. That's the way it is. There are 29 other Major League Baseball owners outside of the state of Texas that's, well, like 28 actually, that um, they're going to they're gonna come from Manfred. Seriously. You're right, Will. As soon as he suspends somebody for doing this. Yeah, he's, he's done. Like, I mean, how can point, you sit here and see the act that has gone on and then see Manfred? I know I get player immunity and all that, and so he's trying to stick up for the players because, I mean, it's about working together and all that. Well, that's why he wants somebody. He wants the real answers, and that was the only way yeah, to get answers. but my goodness, if I'm sitting here, I'm, I'm the I'm the owner of the Florida Marlins. I'm Jeter. Or I'm, I'm just anybody. I'm just sitting there I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, as fans, that's one thing. But if I'm an owner, I'm like, dude. I, you know, you got your job partially because of me and because of my vote and all this stuff. You, no, you know, the support's gone. Yeah, I, I already think he's dead man walking professionally. Like, I just think it's already, he's already done. And so with, with the way that this has gone. um, But the, now that it's gotten to what it's gotten to, the Astros have said the things that they have said. Um, It seems as if, like, the only way that the public's going to get the pound of flesh the public wants from this is because of the lack of contrition for the Astros is is that Manfred's going to be gone. And so I just think it's it's not when, it's not if Rob Manfred gets fired over this, it's when Rob Manfred gets fired I, over this. I, I don't think he can endear himself any longer to the fan base. He's taken away minor league baseball, and now he expect they expect him to do right when it comes to the Astros situation. Well, that's the thing, too, is once you start screwing up something big like this, people start looking at the other stuff you're screwing up. The average sports fan has no clue about the minor league baseball thing. But when they hear about that, yeah. they're going to be like, and you did this with minor league baseball, and they right? get the proposed expansion for major league baseball playoffs. I mean, this all happened in the last seven yes. weeks. I mean, my goodness. Okay, what if Rob Manford's doing the Costanza and he's got a really good job on the hook and he's trying to get fired? 
No chance. And so he's out in the parking lot in the Plymouth K card <laughs> with the no World chance. Series trophies chained to the bumper trying to get himself canned. You want your chance to score here yeah. on a President's Day Monday? Well, the game is next. 656-9900. Taking callers number one and callers number two right now. Tyler Ivins and Will West. 60 minutes to play with here. The starting lineup, 99.1, the Sports Animal.